It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Today, the Houston Astros play Game 4 of the American League Division Series against the Oakland A's at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Yesterday, the Astros missed out on a chance to sweep this best-of-five series as the A's prevailed 9-7. to Jose Altuve, three hits, including a homer. Aledmiz Diaz had a two-run homer. Astros still lead the series two games to one with a chance to punch their ticket to the ALCS with a win this afternoon. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, the Astros are going to go with Zach Greinke today, and there was some uncertainty as to whether Greinke would be able to answer the bell for a start in this series. Dusty Baker mentioned the other day that Greinke was dealing with some arm soreness, and it really sounds like uh, the Astros aren't 100% sure what they're going to get from Grinky, but obviously we know what he's capable of when he's right. Hey, if, he, if there was an opportunity where he was going to go out there and hurt himself, he wouldn't be pitching today. So that's the good news for the Astros. And the other good news is that he's somebody in a situation like this when there's a lot of pressure that can go out there and really dial it back. And I think you can prey on the other team's aggressiveness when you can change speeds like Zach Grinky can. Hey, him and Martin Maldonado, two very smart players, and those two working together is a very good thing in a game like this. Frankie Montas is on the mound for the Oakland A's today, and he's making uh, his first ever postseason start. The Astros have seen him quite a bit, uh, and the Astros have seen him really good. They've also seen him not so good. And the A's have too. You know, just this year, you know, he went on a stretch where he was pitching very badly, and just out of, out of the blue, his last game of the year against Seattle, he throws six innings, strikes out 13, gives up two unearned runs, and uh, kind of a statement where he says, hey, don't forget about me, and uh, they haven't forgotten about him, and they're relying on him to get him to a game five. So Frankie Montas is a pitcher uh, that throws very hard but can make mistakes. So if, if you're the Astros, you got to be on time for the fastball, ready for the mistakes, and don't foul them, don't miss them. Put them in play. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda deal- dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, it's been a, a crazy postseason for a number of reasons. One of the things has been the the home runs. We've seen 18 home runs hit between these two teams. And how about this stat? Uh, teams out homering their opponent this postseason, 19-1. and one. Uh, so that gives you an idea of how important the long ball has been. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the, the home runs have never flown out of Dodger Stadium at the rate they have in the postseason that we've seen in this series. What does that say? Does, does that say that the hitters are just way more 
uh, strong these days? They have more pop these days? Or does that say something about the baseball? I think it says more about the baseball than anything else. Yeah. I did talk to a couple of people uh, just this morning and asked if the balls were more slick, if they, they noticed anything different with the ball compared to the regular season, and they have not. Uh, but it just seems like the way the ball's jumping right now, especially at a Dodger Stadium, uh, to go opposite field with some of these balls just doesn't seem right. Absolutely, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays today. should be a little cooler today, but uh, we'll see what happens. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker, and a little later we'll hear from former Astros, or from former A's catcher and current A's broadcaster Ray Fossey, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Dusty, we saw a lot of good things from the Astros yesterday, particularly from the offense scoring seven runs. Uh, but unfortunately, weren't weren't able to get the W as the A's were able to to get some big hits uh, late in that ball game yesterday. Yeah, I mean they got some you know some huge hits. Um, you know they got a few breaks. Um, you know we hung a a few breaking balls to the wrong guys, and the ball was flying out yesterday. Uh, it was flying out for both sides, but it was flying out really for them. You know with uh, you know with five home runs and. We were in pretty good shape, even though they'd hit four home runs, four solos. And, uh, um, you know, but it's the multi-run home runs that really, really hurt you. Uh, but, you know, we had action on tying up the game. We had action on on extending the lead. And uh, we were a couple hits away from, you know, from blowing that game open or either tying it back up. But, uh, you know, we're very, very, uh, uh, you know, we're still in good shape. We'd like to jump them today and get back in their bullpen you know, like they did ours yesterday. 18 home runs combined between the two teams over the, the first three games of this series. You've played and managed a lot of games at, at Dodger Stadium. Have you ever seen the ball carry quite the way that it has in, in this series? No, never. I, I, I mean, this is a first for me, you know, and I know it's unseasonably warm right now, mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like the balls are, are jumping and, uh, and, and the breaking balls aren't breaking, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, you know it's, it's almost like it's in we're in Colorado, you know, because uh, usually the breaking balls don't break and the, and the balls fly out of the ballpark. And I could I had a feeling when the game first started, I don't know if you saw the national broadcast or not, when I said, hey, man, this game can end up 10 to nine or nine to eight or whatever. You could tell the way the game, you know, was going. So if that's the way uh, that's the kind of ball we got to play, then then that's what we got to do. There was some question as to who was going to start game four for you today. Zach Greinke is going to get the ball. I know he had some some arm soreness that you mentioned after after game two. Uh, how's Greinke's health, and and uh, how long do you think he can he can go today? Robert, we don't know. So you know, it's it's a matter of performance, how he's feeling, and uh, you know, like like who we got to back him up in the bullpen. And so. Um, you know, if we got to go one, 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 one out the door, then that's what we have to do. And uh, so, you know, um, I just said some prayers last night and this morning that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, the real Zach Grinky, you, you know, is uh, able to show up today because the real Zach Grinky is pretty good. He's very good. So, uh, you know, we just have to see. We don't. It's hard to predict because you don't know. 
does it help having Christian Javier, who has started and has pitched just one inning so far in this series, having him in the bullpen as he's a guy who, who could potentially give you multiple innings and, and has already pitched in this series? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it certainly helps to have him out there. And, uh, you know, like we still haven't used uh, Sneed. Big, big scrub looked pretty good yesterday. And so, you know, we're going to go with, with kind of who's, who has a hot hand. You know, Taylor's available for us today. Uh, you know, as well, I think Paredes might be available maybe for one um, um, inning. And so we'll just have to mix and match. We have a we have a rested Presley today too, to close. And, uh, you know, I thought we might have had to use him yesterday three days in a row, which he hadn't gone all year. So, you know, we're in pretty good shape as, as long as we don't have to go to the bullpen too, too early. So we're relying on Zach to, to take us at least to the middle part of the game, hopefully. And also, once you get to this time of year, I mean, you talk about a guy like Presley, uh, you know, a lot of guys who you generally uh, count on maybe for one inning or maybe for five outs at most, most of the time. Obviously, you get in a situation like this, you're more likely, I would imagine, to, to use them to extend them more than you would during the regular season. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, you know, Presley, you know, is not quite as strong as, as, <laughs> as their closer, you know, on the other side, you know, as Hendricks. I mean, I mean, this guy... He went 58 pitches one day and then came back the next day. And I was hoping we got his pitch count up yesterday because I think he went 30-something yesterday. So, like, he certainly, uh, you know, he has the strength to come back, you know, if they need him today, but hopefully they don't. We've seen this Astros team score some runs early in games in this series, and uh, that's all, that's so beneficial, I think, and especially when you look at the two games that the Astros won because – we all know how this A's bullpen is, and also the shadows at Dodger Stadium with all these being day games makes it really tough on the hitters as you get later in that game. Yeah, certainly. And and, and it's to our benefit a little bit, you know, because we are playing an hour earlier than we were in that first game. And so, you know, uh, the shadows probably come into play in the eighth or ninth versus the other day. It came in the sixth or seventh, depending on how long the innings are, you know, uh, uh, in the early innings. And so, uh, yeah, you know, whoever has a lead, like, like, you know, late in the ball game, their bullpen definitely has advantage because guys can't see. Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck today. All right. Thank you. See you, Robert. All right. We'll be back with more of Astrolaunch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. And welcome back to Astrolaunch. I've got the perfect guy for our pregame show today. It's a longtime Oakland A player and a longtime broadcaster with the Oakland A's. It's Ray Fossey. Ray, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is going to be a fun game, game four of the ALDS with the Astros and A's. Uh, can't get any better than this, right? Well, you know, I think after yesterday, Sparky, we'd all agree that from the A's standpoint, this is a great day for the A's, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think like you and all of us have been in the game for a long time, realize that game three, especially the five-game series, is very important. And, uh, you know, I, I think that yesterday what the A's were able to do, I'll be honest, I was sitting in our Coliseum site uh-huh. <laughs> on the team, teams in Los Angeles. And uh, once uh, the Astros took a three-to-run lead, I'll be honest with you, the way the bullpen for the Astros has been going great, I was saying, well, all right, what am I going to do when the game is over, pack up and, and get ready to, you know, <laughs> just, just head down to Arizona, do whatever. But, uh, you know, Chad Pender, and I'll say this quickly, what Bob Melvin did with Chad Pinder the Sunday of the final game of the regular season against the Mariners, Marco Gonzalez was pitching. Chris Davis started Pinder coming off of a hamstring injury. 
And I looked in the – we had a shot of Chris Davis being talked to by Bob Melvin in the dugout. And not knowing what he said, all of a sudden Chad Pinder's in the game. He gets, I think, four bats. And Bob Melvin probably – and, again, just thinking about what he might have said, you got to hit. You look like you're swinging the bat. Well, I need to get Pinder some at-bats. And look what he has done in postseason, both the wild card series and obviously yesterday. You start thinking about that, and you think about that tide turning. And even on your end, you felt it. And you know they felt it in the, in the dugout. Now you go into a game like this, you know this Oakland team starting to feel a little bit more confident, a little bit more energetic, aren't they? No, there's no doubt about that. And I think with Frankie Montas pitching and, and you know, Granky pitching for, for the Astros, not knowing, you know, what he's going to be able to do, I think we know what Frankie Montas can do. When Frankie started the season as the opening night starter, mm-hmm. he had a little bit of a glitch with an injury, but then came back and pitched horribly until his last appearance. And it was almost like, I can still pitch. Mm-hmm. And then he had the two-inning stint against the White Sox out of the bullpen, which was great. So, you know, it's, it, they, they saved him pitching yesterday so that he would be available today if there's a game four. There is. He's on the mound, and we'll see what happens. You talked about Montas struggle for a little bit, but the 13 strikeouts in six innings in his last yeah. outing, what did you see yeah. in that game? An aggressive, aggressive pitcher. Good fastball. Splitter, he did not use it that much. The slider he used. But I think, you know, Sparky, he's got a mid-upper 90s fastball. Oh, yeah. And we have seen, just like the kid parade is coming out of your bullpen, he just rears back and throws. And there's a lot to be said about guys who have the high velocity, like I heard you talking with Chris Townsend this morning, your 101-mile-hour fastball, which, uh, you know, <laughs> I never did see that in watching you pitch. But uh, aside of that, but, but I think Frankie, you know, last year he was suspended for 80 games. He came back and had a great outing against the Angels, couldn't play in postseason because of the suspension. But I think, you know, there's a little motivation from his standpoint, trying mm-hmm. to prove to people – that he can pitch and, and you're right 13 strikeouts in a short amount of time for him was outstanding but you know you can just see the energy and and everything that's going on and and speaking of energy and I don't know if you heard it or your fans heard it but you know Jake Lamb said the club needs to have fun before game three Chad Pender after a huge afternoon yesterday said the motivational factor was Ramon Laureano and we saw what he did against your ball club when he charged the dugout Mm-hmm. And evidently, according to Chad, before Chad hit the home run, Ramon said, we're not going home. It's not time to go home. We need to get, get going and come back tomorrow. That's when they were down three runs. Pinder hits the home run, couple sack flies. And, and Sparky, I think the biggest thing for the A's, they had four home runs yesterday before Pinder's all solo. And if you look at all the solo home runs the A's have hit, while your guys have had multi-home, run, multi-home runs or multi uh uh, base runners with the home runs in addition to coming through with big hits with runners in score position, something the A's have not done, not just in this series, but all year. So that changed yesterday. And from the A's standpoint, they hope it continues. Ray, when that changes, do you think that feel, you know, the team gets to exhale a little bit and it takes the pressure off when you get a big hit with the runner in scoring position and it feels like, you know, all right, here we go. This is the way our offense can score more runs. Absolutely. You know, Pinder did it in game three against the White Sox. Uh, he yeah. had bases loaded, had a big two-out, two-run single. And, you know, really, that was the first. Alberto Callespo in 2014 was the last hit 
for the athletics of postseason with the runner in scoring position. So we get to eliminate his name for good. Fortunately, you know, where, where is – nothing against Alberto Callespo, but, you know, where the heck is he? But, uh, you know, you know yourself as a pitcher. You have a different mindset when you have runners in scoring position, and, yeah. and that changes. You know, people say, you know, why don't they get – and I say it too. But, you know, I just like to see contact. You know, Mark Kotze, a great player in his own right. He's a quality control coach. He talked about 90 feet. And if you make contact and you get 90 feet, and, and you know what your club did, what in game two, first and third A's infield back for double play, what happens? They send the runner, ground ball, could have been a double play. Instead, runner second is safe, Astros score run. Those little things like that I think have to be done in postseason because as much as people yeah. want to rely on the long ball, you can't do it. Uh, they keep saying you, you have to live that way. I don't believe you can because you are facing the best there is. You got a guy on the mound today. While he might not throw as hard as he did when he first came up, and I saw him in 2004 as a member of the Royals, he knows how to pitch. He knows how to change speeds. He might get in trouble, and he, to me, is the type of pitcher that if you don't get him early, you may not get him at all. Last thing with Ray Fossey. Ray, you're a former catcher. When you're catching somebody like Grinky, who doesn't particularly throw hard, what do you try to exploit with the other team when you have a pitcher who can command the ball like Grinky does? I'll say this. To me, the difference in the first three games, not just the, the two, but the three games, has been Martin Maldonado, the Astros catcher. Mm -hmm. He works the pitchers, and he does a tremendous job. And I think what he will do, I mean, you look at how many breaking balls he calls and has called, just like with Valdez on the Tuesday. Three and two, two and oh, you know, fastball hitting counts. Here comes the big curveball. I think those are things that, and I remember when uh, uh, Benji Molina had, and I can't remember his name with the Angels. Uh, Francisco went on, Rodriguez. Had, well, not Rodriguez, but it was a, a starting pitcher. But, you know, beside the point is that he called three, one, three, two sliders, yeah. and the pitcher just said, well, he believes in me. I'm going to throw it. And he became a great pitcher. And I think that's what Maldonado does with your ball club with the Astros. Because when you have a kid on the mound and you have a veteran catcher, and there's not a – to me, there's a reason that he's going to catch every game. And I think Sean Murphy, while not in Maldonado's category as far as a veteran catcher, he still is going to be in there because of his offense and because of everything. All right. That's Ray Fossey. Man, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Have a great call today, man. Thank you. You too. And best to Robert. Thank you. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. The Astros would love a ground ball double play. They got one last inning. Set at the belt, here's the pitch. Breaking ball, and that's hit into right field. Pretty deep. Tucker going back, still going back. Reaches up, it's gone. A three-run homer by Chad Pender ties it up. And just like that, Oakland comes to life. Another hanging breaking ball from James. Single, single, home run, Chad Pender, opposite field, and it's 7-7. Seven to seven. Dusty said that, that you were having trouble landing your breaking ball. How, how difficult is it when, when you only really have your fastball to rely on in, in a situation like that? Um, it's pretty difficult, um, but uh, when I did land it, 
first strike, I left it up um, and he put a good swing on it and uh, went out. But yeah, when 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 they only have one pitch to kind of sit on, no matter how hard I'm throwing, it's it, it definitely makes it um, easier on them for sure. Ryan McTiger. You hadn't pitched in quite a while. Um, what'd you do just between your, your last outing and this one just to kind of keep in the game? And is, is it hard to just jump back in, especially in the, in the playoff mentality to get to get yourself fired up? Yeah, uh, I had a couple IBPs, um, uh, catch play, some bullpens. Um, you know, it's tough, but, you know, Everybody wants to, you know, people want to get put in that situation. Um, you always feel like you're the right guy for the job. And, you know, you go out and no matter how long it's been, you go out and you, you, you compete. And, um, you know, today, you, just, you know, I just, I, I got beat, you know. So um, it's part of the game. And uh, tomorrow's another day um, and another opportunity. So just got to be ready for that and, um, you know, wipe the slate clean today. Yeah, when, when Pender hit that, did you think it was getting out? I mean, it looked like kind of just a routine fly ball off the bat. Yeah, um, I personally thought it was a, a fly ball. Um, I mean, obviously, you can never tell in this, in this, in this ballpark. Um, uh, but still, nonetheless, it was a home run and a game-tying home run at that. So it uh, doesn't matter how hard you hit it or how high or whatever. It went over the fence, so... Um, I just got to be a little bit better in that situation of making a, executing a better pitch. And um, that's all I mean, that's all I can do, you know. So. Probably the only thing that saved Urquidy there was that fastball was in enough that Simeon couldn't keep it fair, so a full count. Yeah, he's not fooling anybody. This could be his last hitter. Yeah. Even if he gets Simeon, might see the lefty Taylor for Listella on deck. 3 2. Fastball hit in the air, center field deep. Springer is back at the wall. Kiss it goodbye. The fourth home run of the game for the Oakland A's. This one off the bat of Marcus Simeon, and it is four to two Oakland. Simeon with his second home run of this postseason. Yeah, I, I believe that's going to be it for Akiti. He's not fooling anybody. They're half. Huge, aggressive swings on just about anything he throws up there. How much pressure does that put on you to kind of be perfect with every pitch? And what what were kind of – it seemed like you weren't able to land your breaking balls today. Was that a bit – was that the big problem for you? Yes, I have to see uh, what pitches they are, they are hitting and may I use men right there and throw my best stuff, but – but they don't have nothing to say. Use the play double good. Uh, I did a couple of throws um, in middle in the zone and they hit it. It's okay, it's part of the game. A lot of runs. Uh, they play good. So we got another game tomorrow and we hope to win. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was struggling out there. I just left a couple of pitches, uh, not exactly where I wanted to in the zone. Uh, they put a couple of good swings on it and uh, were able to get a couple of balls out. I was a little bit surprised um, that a couple of those got out. It wasn't like it was the, the hardest contact, um, but part of the game, uh, I need to, to just move forward and, and hope to be better the next start. Yeah, it was, I felt comfortable out there. Um, I, I didn't have any problem in the strike zone. I felt comfortable and I didn't have any fear of, of attacking the strike zone. I was in the strike zone a lot today. I wasn't throwing a lot of balls. Um, they just made some good contact um, and how the ball is flying is, is definitely in favor of the hitters today. Um, 
But yeah, I was, I was in the zone and I felt comfortable out there. First pitch to Bregman. And Alex hits it in the air, pretty deep to left center, racing over his canna, looking up, and it's off the wall. That'll score Brantley. Bregman slides into second base with an RBI double. It is six to four Astros. Bregman's second hit of the day. What an inning by the Astros. At bat after at bat after at bat. These guys are coming to play. They are looking to sweep this series, and Bregman drives one off the wall in left field. And the Astros are shocking the A's. A fastball up and away for a ball, and then I took a slider um, middle, and then uh, fast another fastball away um, that hit kind of off the end of the bat on a line to right field. Um, but, yeah, that's what I saw. And, um, <clears throat> should have put a better swing on it. Alex, at the risk of being a little bit cliche-ish, you're still up two games to one, but you don't want to get into a winner-take-all. Is the mindset for you and your teammates to look at it like it's almost a must-win tomorrow? I think every time we take the field, um, we want to consider it as that. Um, we want to go out there and play um, well um, and win. And uh, we didn't do that today. Uh, brand new day tomorrow at uh, clock strikes midnight, uh, 24-hour rule. We'll show up ready to go tomorrow, and, um, you know, thought we put some good at-bats together today. Um, I think, uh, think we look really good offensively. So, um, yeah, um, sometimes sometimes you don't win. So being up, two, being up 2-1 doesn't change your mindset from when you were up 2-0. Or 0-0 or 1-0. Or um, every day we go out there, we try and uh, we go out there and try and win. And um, we'll do that tomorrow. Dusty talked about the shadows as the game gets later uh, in the afternoon. Is that a how big a factor is that for you guys at the plate trying to hit? I saw everything great. Questions for Astros manager Dusty Baker. Chandler, you want to start us off? Sure. Dusty, who is starting this afternoon's game? Uh, Zach Greinke. Uh, Dusty, what are you hoping to get from Greinke today? Just how healthy is he right now? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm hoping to get, you know, as many quality innings as he can can give us, and uh, um, you know, not have too many uh, bullpen innings. So, you know, because uh, the rest with your starter, you know, the better your starter can do, the longer he can go, then um, you know, less mixing and matching that you have to do. Brian McTaggart. What did you have to see from Zach or what did you have to hear him say just to let him know that, that he could take the ball? Cause it certainly appeared a couple of days ago. He was pretty iffy that he was going to pitch. Well, uh, you know, number one, he had to hear, um, that, uh, you know, from the doctor that, you know, he didn't have anything wrong with his arm or anything structural, which, which, which eased his mind. Uh, you know, you know, he had a little soreness, and that always eases his mind. And then therefore, you know, uh, it made it easier for, you know, for him to, you know, make the decision. Jake Kaplan. Yeah. I'm just curious, going back in the week a little bit, when, when did the uncertainty about Zach's status uh, come up for you guys? What's today? Thursday. Thursday. Probably, I don't know, uh, Tuesday, probably. Yeah. Mon yeah, Monday or Tuesday, one of the two.
Adam Spillane. So uh, would Javier be available out of the bullpen today? And do you guys have your plans set for tomorrow if there is a game? Uh, not exactly. But, you know, I mean, we got our, our plan, uh, you know, for today. And, uh, and we do have, you know, a tentative plan for tomorrow. But, you know, we'll put that in play if necessary after today's game. Can you say whether or not Javier is part of the plans for today? Yeah, yeah, uh, he probably is. Keyword is probably. Joe Reedy? Dusty, in terms of your bullpen, is Paredes available today? And how much How much do you have in terms of relievers? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't checked with uh, uh, Strami or Josh, and uh, and Freddy's has to has to uh, go out and show him that he's not sore or whatever it is. He actually told me he felt better yesterday than he did the day before, you know, which surprised me. But um, the key word here is he is a maybe. I just have to see first. Make sure we use every word, okay, guys? Uh, Jake Kaplan. Yeah, we, we uh, haven't seen your lineup yet today. Any any differences from usual? And also, what's kind of the key versus Montas you've seen a few times now? Um, well, you know, our, our lineup is, is uh, you know, about the same. We just, uh, you know, reinserted uh, Josh back in the – Reddick back in the uh, A spot. Uh, uh, he's playing right field. Michael is, is DHing today. And uh, everything else is the same as it was yesterday. Um, you know, the key to Montas is uh, you got to stay off. He throws a lot of sliders. You got you to gotta stay off his, his uh, bad sliders and, and try to make him get the ball up. But the way the ball has been, uh, I'm watching everybody, their guys, our guys. Um, you know, you would think that we're in Colorado. I don't know if they're using a different ball or if it's tighter. All I know the ball is flying, period. And number two, uh, balls are either um, breaking balls, they're either hanging or either throwing them in the dirt. And uh, like I said, it's very, you know, synonymous. I, I would have thought I was in Colorado the last few days because, you know, we're throwing a bunch of hangers and they were throwing a bunch of balls in the dirt. So, uh, you know, the key is swinging strikes. Marley Rivera? Hi, Dusty. Uh, thanks, Hello. Steve. Um, Dusty, when you think about Jose Altuve and uh, yep. this very difficult year, his kind of leadership in the clubhouse, what has he meant to you and what kind of player has he been for you to manage? Oh, he's been easy. I mean, he's, he's one of the easiest players I've ever had because, uh, you know, he has probably one of the most consistent personalities, whether he's going good or bad, which rubs off on everybody else. And because uh, I've seen some stars – on the team, they, they bring guys up or down depending on how they're doing and depending on their personality that they're bringing to the table. But he's he's very consistent. Uh, you know, he lives a life. Uh, you know, I know he's, uh, you know, very heavy into the Lord and, and, he, and he has that faith. I can see it. You know, he has that glow about it. And, um, you know, he never separates himself from the club. Um, you know, it's always us or we or 
you know, uh, he's, you know, he's as good a person on the field, off the field as he is a, a ball player on the field. And then let me tell you, he's, I mean, he's starting to get hot. The longer we play, the better Altuve will be. Because when you see him hitting line drives, then you see him get, get those Jose Altuve little infield hits, then that means he's about to get hot. And Dusty, when you think about this difficult year in so many different ways, yeah. would you have been able to do this without Jose Altuve? No, there's no way. Because you look at our record when Altuve was hurt. You know, even while, even though he wasn't playing offensively like Jose Altuve was before he got hurt, but while he was on the D on the IL, what was our record on the IL? I bet it was two and eight or one and nine or or something like that. That's a pretty good indicator. I'm sure Steve knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. if not, he can look it up. But I mean, I mean, you see, you know. Um, you know, all the stats that they have when the guy's in the lineup and out of the lineup. And, you know, like it means more than just what you're, you know, bringing physically to the field. You know, a lot of what you're bringing emotionally and, and spiritually, um, I learned that as a player. You know, when I was hurt during the World Series and I couldn't play and I told the story and he told me, and I didn't even think about it, but he told me that, hey, man, we need you on the field. You know what I mean? And uh, now that I look back, now I know kind of what he was talking about, but at the time I didn't. So. Thank you, Dusty. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, two and nine was the record without Altuve. Two and nine. Man, that's not very pleasant, is it? <laughs> uh, John Shea. Yeah, hi, Dusty. On, on Altuve, how, how do you explain 219 in the regular season and then kind of breaking out here in the series? Well, um, three maybe no I mean the guy can hit I mean you know like I tell people you look at Ryan Zamberg and look at Eddie Murray their first couple at 100 at bats every year 150 at bats every year you released them you know uh, and like and like water seeks its own level I'm telling you I mean you get the repetition you get the concentration you get the certain guys perform under pressure and certain guys don't you know what I'm saying and, uh, I mean, it, it, it makes Altuve, you know, keener. I mean, and he told me that, that, hey, man, I'm just trying to get to the playoffs, even though he was busting butt. It, it just, he told me he told me that this is fun. You know, and how many guys, I don't know how many guys that have told me <clears throat> that, this, that this situation and this pressure is, is fun. But it is fun. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for Dusty? All right, Dusty. Appreciate it. Now you're going to have my oatmeal. Okay. Enjoy. Hold on one second. All right. Questions for Jose Altuve. Chandler, you want to start? Yeah. Jose, Yuli said a couple of days ago that it seems like you guys have flipped a switch once the postseason started and it's and he said you guys seem like a different team um do you agree with that and kind of what has allowed you guys to flip that switch uh once the postseason has started i think it's something that you know every team uh do when we all know the energy and uh, everything you feel when when it's playoff time uh we we've been here before so i mean we always try to to play good but 
I think play up give you that extra energy that sometimes you you're looking for. Mark Berman. Well, say I'd like to ask you this in a follow. Uh, how important is it for, for you guys that Zach Grinke is able to go today? It's very important. He's been uh, really good for us. He, you know, his command, his pitches, I think will play good uh, in one of these games. Uh, really uh, hope he can pitch and can help us. And like I said, it, we, we trust him and we need him. Jose, uh, Dusty said a few minutes ago that you're doing the little things at the plate it shows your and, and the and the big things that show you're starting to get hot. Do you feel you're anywhere you're anywhere close to how you normally feel to plate when you're at your best? Yeah, right now I'm not thinking. I'm just trying to go out there and, and execute and get on base. How my team. This is my team play up. We all know it's about winning. It's not about uh, individual stuff. Uh, I'm trying to do everything I possibly can to to help my team to win, especially today. Jose, your numbers in this series are kind of reflective of, you know, what you've done in the postseason and previous regular seasons. Did you kind of expect to, to break out this series? Because, you know, hitting 219 over the regular season, um, you know, that, that was probably hard to overcome, huh? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you as a player, want to go out there and, and, and do good for your team especially. And, you know, for me, it's not, it's not late. Uh, like I said, I said earlier, I'm doing everything that I can to to help my team. But even though if I hit or not, or put good numbers or not, if we win today, that's going to be the most important thing uh, because we have a goal and we really want to to reach it. Chandler Rowe, you've played a lot of games in California and at Dodger Stadium. Are you surprised with how the ball is carrying this series and just how many home runs are being hit between both teams? I mean, there is two good teams uh, playing here uh, with really good hitters, and homers happen when you have good hitters in, in the home plate in both teams. Mark Berman. Jose, Ryan Presley said the other day, talking about your young bullpen, that the player, they're, they're fearless. They're, they want the ball at all times. What is this like for you as veterans, seeing these young guys uh, playing like this at this level, yeah, he said it right. Those uh, those guys out there in the pan, they're really young, but they're really hungry too. They're they want the ball. They want to go out there and, and help the team. You can see the enthusiasm when they come and pitch, and everything they done uh, for the team. You know, they are one of the biggest reasons why we are here, and I, um, I have faith that they're gonna keep helping the team. And last one for Jose John Shea. Go ahead. Just one more. I just wonder if you could explain, um, uh, you know, the mission that you guys are on and if it has anything to do with, uh, you know, the scandal. I think playoff, uh, it doesn't matter the situation you are, you want to win. I mean, you have no choice. You need to, to win and you need to win quick today, the next game. So I think this, uh, this one, it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it, the, only, the only choice you have in playoff is winning. It doesn't matter in this situation you are, you want to win. We, we have a mission, it's winning. Uh, and like we have 
been here before and we have the same mission. We just want to work. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later!